Hey everyone, welcome to Homer's Dope Nuts, a weekly Simpsons podcast where I, the Simpsons guy, and my co-host El Ray discuss and review every episode of The Simpsons ever made. We break down the episodes, discuss some of the references, and try to connect our younger listeners with the Simpsons family and how life has changed since the inception of the show over 30 years ago. We hope you enjoy it and provide feedback as we're always looking for ways to improve the show. Hello, all of our faithful listeners. This is El Ray here to tell you about Music House. Music House is a store by musicians for musicians, focused on the day-to-day needs of beginners to professionals alike. Music House helps you bring the music home. Whether you need supplies for band class, strings or sticks for a gig, acoustic treatment for your home studio, or even recording specialties, we are stocked and experienced to help you find a solution. Music House is located in Northwest Corpus Christi off Highway 77 for easy access to South Texas musicians. Follow us at Music House CC on your favorite social media platform or visit us at musichousecc.com for more info. And that's M-U-S-H-A-U-S. Hi, everybody. And welcome back for another episode of Homer's Dope Nuts. As always, I am your host, the Simpsons guy, and I'm joined by El Ray. Oh, hoy hoy, everybody. So we got to go back to work. Yes, but well, we are at work. Well, yeah, it doesn't feel like work without the kids. That's true. But if we have to be here by 8 a.m., we're at work. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, yeah. coming to you live from uh, <laughs> work. Yes, yes. <laughs> we'll just say An that. An undisclosed location. An undisclosed location. There you go. Yes. Um, anyway... So, uh, how was your Christmas? It was good. Christmas was cool. New Year's was nice. Hope the fans had a good one. Hope you had a good one. It was good. It was good. Can't complain. Spent it with my grandbaby. Nice. So, it was all fun. It was all good. But alas, the relaxation is over. Uh, yes. We are back to the salt mines of Kessel. Yes. (laughs) So, without further ado, let us start this next episode. All right. Which so happens to be titled, Bart Sells His Soul. It was the fourth episode in the seventh season, and it originally aired October 8th of 95. And we're going to start with the traditional chalkboard and couch gags. So we see Bart writing, I am not a lean, mean, spinning machine, over and over again. It's pretty gross. That is pretty gross. Yeah. Um, Spitting, yes, necessary sometimes, but uh, try to be... uh, Good-mannered about it, everybody. Yeah, you don't call yourself a lean, mean, spinning Yeah, it's not good. And then, of course, we have our couch gag, which is actually rather funny to me on this one. Uh, we see the Simpsons coming to the screen, but they are all in little white cars with little red fezes, a la the uh, Shriners. Yes. Right? If you don't know who the Shriners are. Uh, and think of those people in the back of the parade. Yes, driving the little cars around. Mm-hmm. So, yes, they all pull into a line in front of the TV Honk their horns twice, and that's the position they're going to enjoy the show. Mm-hmm. Right. So we're going to open up this episode. At church. At church, right. It doesn't happen very often, but when it does, they tend to be pretty fire episodes. Yes, they do. Uh-huh. So anyway, we're at the first church of Springfield, and Bart is going, Hymns here. I've got your hymns here. Get them all. They're holy. Fresh from God's brain to your mouth. <laughs> That's a good line. Yes, he's passing out 
books with the new hymns on there. So Reverend Lovejoy says, and now please rise for our opening hymn. And he looks at it and he's like, In the Garden of Eden by I, Ron Butterfly. And of course, then the organist misses a fish, 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 right? Fish mm -hmm. starts uh, playing. And of course, you know, that's of course supposed to be in the God of Vida yes. by Iron Butterfly. Yes. Right? So that's how Bart got away from it. Uh -huh. So everyone starts singing. All right, let's see if we can do this right the first time. Yes. So the crowd starts. In the Garden of Eden, honey, don't you know that I love you? In the Garden of Eden, baby, don't you know that I'll always be true? And so Bart's there chuckling, right? Uh -huh. And Homer, this is one of my favorite scenes of the whole yes. episode. It's just started and it's already damn good. It's already good. He leans over to Marge. And if you notice, those of you that have seen the episode, by the time we cut back to the crowd, hot and sweaty the, everybody's hair's messed up. Everybody's sweating, mm -hmm. right? Everything's out of place. Like they've been in it for a while. And he leans over to Marge. Homer says, and he says, hey, Marge. Remember when we used to make out to this hymn? <laughs> and they <laughs> both chuckle, right? Uh -huh. Marge is even like, shh. Yes. And by the way, those are, those of you that don't know, this long, this song is long. It's like a 17-minute song. It's long. Yes, it's uh -huh. a very, very long song. Uh -huh. So we keep watching Miss Fe Mrs. Feach play this amazing organ solo. Mrs. Feach is jamming, by the way. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you see her, she's sweating, her hair is all over the place, and then they, they keep singing. Yeah. And they get to like that big epic part, like, oh, won't you come with me and take my hand. Right, everybody's singing, everybody's into it. Uh -huh. And Reverend Lovejoy then looks at the paper, and he's like, wait a minute. And this is so square that it's awesome. Yes. He says, this looks like rock and or roll. And as he says that, Somebody throws a beach ball at his head. <laughs> uh huh. So, 17 minutes later, Mrs. Fish is playing, uh, ar I don't know anything about music. The arpeggio. The the arpeggio. Yeah. Uh, and there's a bunch of the uh, church members in the back break out their lighters and turn them on. Yes. Candles, the light of candles also. Mm -hmm. Great. As she plays the final notes and <laughs> collapses on the organ. Yes. She did it for the art. Yes, yes, she did it. By the way, she jabbed out everybody. Mm -hmm. that's, that's not an easy thing to do. No, it is not. And so Lovejoy is very upset, right? He gathers up all the kids into a room and he says, Okay, I know one of you is responsible for this. So repeat after me. If I withhold the truth, may I go straight to hell where I will eat not but burning hot coals and drink not but burning hot cola. And all the kids recite, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. And apparently they've been... Uh, Previewed to this before. Yes. Because, because Ralph is really scared. He's like, Where fiery demons will punch me in the back. And Bart keeps going, Where my soul will be chopped into confetti and be strewn upon a parade of murderers and single mothers. <laughs> wow. Damn. Yep. And Milhouse goes, Where my tongue will be torn out by ravenous birds. And then he looks outside and he sees this crow and he starts to squawk at him. And he gets really, really scared. And he points at Bart. Bart did it! That Bart! Right there! And Bart just can't believe it, right? It's just, Millhouse! And uh, Reverend Lovejoy goes, Millhouse, you did the right thing. Bart, come with me for your punishment. 
And then he comes back and he grabs Milhouse. You too, snitchy. There you go. <laughs> See, kids, it doesn't pay to snitch. Nope. So you're going to go down for snitching too. Yep. And so Reverend Lovejoy has the boys now and he has these brushes and he says, all right, I want you to clean every one of these organ pipes that you have befouled with your popular music. Right? He gives him the brushes. He walks out. Right? The door slams. And Bart's very upset. Right? He tells Milhouse, you shank. How could you tell on me? And Milhouse says, well, I don't want hungry birds picking at my soul forever. So Bart's not convinced. Right? He's like, soul. Come on, Milhouse. There's no such thing as a soul. It's just something they made up to scare kids. Like the boogeyman. Or Michael Jackson. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. But he should know that Michael Jackson is a real thing because he did visit him previously. Yes. Well, not Michael Jackson. But yes, somebody who thought they were Michael yes, Jackson. Yes, yes. Uh-huh. So Milhouse goes, but every religion says there's a soul, Bart. Why would they lie? What would they have to gain? And as he asks that, we see Revelin Lovejoy in his office with a big change counter. Mm-hmm. Pouring in all the collection baskets. Yep. Right? And he just says, I don't hear scrubbing. Yep. As he's counting his money. Mm, so now we know why Yes. Why they have reason to... Uh, yes, Milhouse uh, got his question there answered. Mm-hmm. So Bart goes, well, if your soul is real, where is it? And so Milhouse kind of points at his chest and he's like, it's kind of in here. And when you sneeze, that's your soul trying to escape. Saying God bless you cramps it back in, right? Mm-hmm. And when you die, it squirms out and flies away. And Bart's like, uh huh. What if you die in a submarine at the bottom of the ocean? Someone else says, oh, it can swim. It's even got wheels in case you die in the desert and has to drive to the cemetery. <laughs> and Bart sighs, oh, how can somebody with glasses that big be so stupid? Listen, you don't have a soul, I don't have a soul. There's no such thing as a soul. By the way, I love that line. How could someone with such thick glasses be so stupid? <laughs> By the way, before you go any further, um, that song did come out kind of good, even though we hadn't rehearsed it. Yeah. yeah. That was completely on the fly. Yes. And by the way, I guess it would sound even better if we could sing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. hey, beggars can't be true. So. Uh, yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. I guess I've listened to that song enough in my lifetime that it's it's in there. Yeah. <laughs> we remember the rhythm and melody. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And so Milhouse very smugly to Bart says, fine, if you're so sure about that, why don't you sell your soul to me? And Bart pauses a little bit and asks, how much you got? So Milhouse says, five bucks. Bart says, deal. And he writes Bart's Simpson's soul on a piece of paper and he hands it to Milhouse. He goes, there you go. One soul. And so Milhouse is very pleased with himself, right? He's like, pleasure doing business with you. And Bart's like, anytime, chum. That's a good one. Yes, it is. That is a good one. And so we cut to the next scene and we see the Hibbert family, right? Mm -hmm. Dr. Hibbert's riding with his wife and his children. And they're actually looking for a place to eat, right? Very Cosby-esque looking. Yes, very, very much so. Mm -hmm. And so Dr. Hibbert asks the kids, where do they want to eat? And the first kid goes, the spaghetti laboratory. That's funny. And then the second kid says face stuffers. And the boy, the, the, the oldest, right? He goes, Professor P.J. Cornucopius Fantastic Food Magorium and Great American Steakery. That's a mouthful. Yeah. Yeah. That restaurant would never make it. No. How the hell were you going to remember that name? 
and say it all the time. It would just shorten it. You'd have to be like, we're Professor going to PJ's or we're going to the food, food mugatorium, food magorium or whatever that is. Yeah. Yeah. And so Dr. Hibbert's driving, he chuckles and says, well, what about this place? And he stops the car right in front of Moe's, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, they inside, it's the usual crowd, right? The bar flies are there, mm-hmm. and Dr. Hibbert opens the door. And when he opens the door, it's still daytime outside, right? And the light happens to hit Barney. And he's like, ah, natural light. Get it off me. Get it off me. And so Dr. Hibbert apologizes. Like, he's like, oh, I'm sorry. I thought this was a family restaurant. And Mo goes, oh, it is, it is. Uh, just uh, pull them stools up to the pool table. <laughs> it's so bad. Yep. And so one of Hibbert's kids says, Daddy, this place smells like tinkle. <laughs> and Hibbert goes, mm-hmm. I think we'll just go to the Texas Cheesecake Depository. Great name for a restaurant, by yes, the way. Yes, That is a... Awesome name. From the book depository. <laughs> to the cheese. Oh, oh, no, what, what, what did that guy say? From the book suppository. No, suppository. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And so Mo, <laughs> I love this part. Mm-hmm. So Mo's talking about how everybody is going to family restaurants, right? Nobody wants to hang out in a dank pit no more. And Carl can't believe what he's hearing. He says, you ain't thinking about getting rid of the dank, are you, Mo? <laughs> and Mo's like, eh, maybe I am. And Carl just goes, oh, but Mo, the dank, the dank. <laughs> so good, freaking Carl. Yes. <laughs> and he's really upset about yeah, it, too. Yeah. It's a really good Don't scene. bring in that natural sunlight in here. And so Mo starts daydreaming. He's like, yeah, family restaurants. That's where the big bucks are, right? And he rubs his mirror. It's all grimy. Yeah, it's so, so gross, dirty. right? And he says, I could turn this joint into a place where you wouldn't be ashamed to bring your family, huh? And Homer goes, I'm not ashamed. And he puts Maggie on top of the bar while she's sucking on an umbrella. A drink umbrella, a little yeah. cocktail umbrella. Uh-huh. And Mo says, hey, put a coaster under that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so First gross. of all, bringing Maggie to the bar. <laughs> yes. Very questionable parenting from Mo. Uh, bars do not allow children, by the way, ladies and gentlemen. Mm-hmm. So. <sighs> so anyway, we're... Back at the Simpsons' house, and Bart is getting ready to play a prank on Lisa. He, I guess he went over to a store, and he bought a bunch of little dinosaur sponges. Yes. And in his mind, he's imagining... <sighs> that this is going to grow into a full-fledged T-Rex. Yes, when he sprays it with water, right? So, anyway... And it's going to eat Lisa. Uh-huh. And I do love it, even though he's going to torture his sister... He's only doing it because it's not really going to eat Lisa. Because yeah. in his little daydream, you know, you could you could you could see the the, di- the dinosaur kind of chewing on her, but just getting her wet because it's a sponge. Because it's right? a sponge. And yeah. He's there crying. No, it's dripping funny, smelling water all over me. <laughs> uh huh. So, so yeah, uh, Bart uh, kind of like he goats her out. right? Yeah, he goats her out. She comes out. And Bart jumps out and he he sprays the foam. I mean, not the foam. The sponge. The sponge, the dinosaur sponges. And all they kind of do is they expand a little bit and they float away down the drain. Yep. With all the water that carries them out. And Bart sighs, ah, wasted five bucks on these. Lisa's like, where'd you get five bucks? I want five bucks. And Bart says, ah, I sold my soul to Millhouse. And Lisa's like, how could you do that? 
Your soul is the most valuable part of you. And Bart's like, you believe in that junk? And she says, well, whether or not the soul is physically real, Bart is the symbol of everything that's fine inside us. And Bart just said, poor gullible Lisa. I'll keep my crappy sponges, thanks. <laughs> and so Lisa says, Bart, your soul is the only part of you that lasts forever. For $5, Milkhouse could own you for a zillion years. And Bart just says, well, if you think he got such a good deal, I'll send you, I'll sell you my conscience for four fifty. And Lisa starts to walk off, right? He's, I'll throw in my sense of decency too. It's a Bart sales event. Everything about me must go. <laughs> and so Bart walks into his room. He goes inside and uh, Santa's little helper and Snowball too are laying on his bed. And he walks up to Santa's little helper and says, hey, boy, how you doing? And he growls at him very angrily. Yep. And Bart's very confused. He's like, hey, what's gotten into you? And so he goes up to the cat. And the cat starts hissing at him, right? Mm-hmm. And he goes, yeah, geez, you're pretty uppity for someone who eats bugs all day. To which she coughs up a bug. Yeah, and it crawls away. So apparently, everybody, they're starting to tell us that uh, the animals are very, very aware that Bart has no soul yeah. at this point. He's not a complete human being. Yes. So Bart then goes off to Quickie Mart and those uh, automatic doors automatic doors, you know, that open for you, they don't open for Bart. And he smacks his face into the glass door. And he's like, stupid automatic door. And just at that moment, Rod and Todd walk up and it just opens and they walk in. Thank you, door. Because they're dorks. Uh-huh. <laughs> and Bart runs in behind them to make sure he can get in the store. And then we cut to uh, the bullies are there, right? Jimbo, Kearney, and Dolph. Yep. And uh, Jimbo's using his breath on the ice cream window to write messages, right? So he puts like, bite me mm-hmm. on there. And Dolph thinks he's a genius. Yeah. Right? He's like, some ice cream guy is going to see that and it'll blow his mind. <laughs> and Bart says, let me try. And he goes up and he breathes on the glass, but there's no condensation forming. Yes. And Jimbo's just like. Way to breathe, no breath. <laughs> Never heard no breath before. Me either. So uh, Bart turns around, right? He's like, uh, and he tries to leave the store, mm-hmm. but he walks right into the sliding door again. Yes. And Bart says, this is getting weird. And we hear a poop. I get onto the microphone. He says, Sanjay to the entrance with the Windex. Sanjay to the entrance with the Windex. Yes. <laughs> Can't have his... Uh, Door dirtied up by Bart's face. No, no, no. So Mo is reading Your Gimmicky Restaurant by Bennigan and Fuddrucker for some new ideas, right? That's a great yes. book to make up right there. So the whole bar is covered in sheets, including Bar Barney, right? You couldn't yeah. you couldn't really tell he was there except for that big uh, lump lump. And then he starts talking. Uh-huh. Yeah. So Mo's like, uh, so come on, I need a name that says Friendly All-American Cooking. I love Homer's answer. <laughs> so Friendly All-American Cooking. Uh-huh. How about Chairman Mo's Magic Walk? <laughs> uh, uh, for those of you who don't get the reference, you're talking about Mao from yes, China. From China. And a walk isn't exactly American cooking. Mm-hmm. So. Yep. I don't know what the hell Bar- uh, Homer was thinking. So Barney from the sheets just says, I like it. And Mo's like, mm, nah. I want something that says people can have a nice relaxing time. 
So Homer pounds his fist. He's like, I got it. Madman Moe's pressure cooker. And Barney once again says, I like it. <laughs> and Moe says, hey, how about Uncle Moe's family feedback? And then you hear Barney say, I hate it. <laughs> Outside, we hear a, a horn honking. And Moe goes, oh boy, the deep fryer's here. He gets up, right? And he's like, hey, hey. I got it used from the Navy. You can flash fry a buffalo in 40 seconds. <laughs> That's impressive. Yes, a whole buffalo. Says, 40 seconds, but I want it now. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, Imagine. That's a crazy flash fry. That is one big-ass fryer. You can fry an entire buffalo in 40 seconds. That's impressive. Yes. Imagine how much turkey you can get in there. God damn. <laughs> That'd be done in, what, three, four seconds? Yeah. Mm. So, we go back to the Simpsons' house, and they are watching Itchy and Scratchy, and the Itchy and Scratchy tart, uh, cartoon happens to be titled Skinless in Seattle. Yes, for those of you that don't know, that is, of course, a play on Sleepless in Seattle, mm-hmm. which is uh, no, like the ultimate chick flick. Yes, uh, one, of the 90s, one of the best 90s rom-coms, I believe. Yeah, yeah it's, pretty, it's pretty good. And so, we see... A huge, uh, we see Scratchy, right, going to the Space Needle in Seattle. He's all in love, right? And he's got a bouquet of flowers and all that. So he arrives at the base, and there's a big red X there, right? And he's emoting love. Little hearts are flying up into the air, right? They're bursting. And they go all the way up to the tower where Itchy is. Okay. And so choosing to ignore a sign up there that says that you shouldn't throw pennies, Right? Mm-hmm. He removes a penny from his penny loafer. He tosses it over the edge. And it starts moving so fast that Abraham Lincoln's, Abraham Lincoln's uh, hair starts flying back, right? Yeah. And on, it the melts, pe- on the penny. Yes. It melts a hole right next to Scratchy. Okay? Of course, uh, he meant to hit Scratchy. Missed him. Yeah. So he wasn't happy. Yep. So then Itchy runs over to a souvenir stand and grabs all the miniature space needles and drops them point first over the edge. But they land in a very nice heart shape around uh, Scratch. around Scratchy, right? Mm-hmm. And he's still in love. He's still... Oh, yeah. You, you, you can see it in his eyes. Yes. Mm-hmm. So now Itchy's upset. So he decides to take drastic measures, and he just cuts off the whole top half of the space needle. The shadow looms over Scratchy. He looks up just as the point of the space needle pokes him in the eye. And then he's running around, screaming, you know, basically with this whole thing just buried into his eye. It looks very painful. Mm -hmm. And we turn to the kids and Lisa is laughing her ass off while Bart just sits there quietly. Yeah. And he says, I know that's funny, but I'm just not laughing. And he taps his head. And Lisa said, "Mm, Pablo Neruda said, laughter is the language of the soul. And Bart just says, I am familiar with the works of Pablo Neruda. And so Lisa says, I think we should do a test. And she puts Bart's skateboard in the middle of the hall. And next thing we know, we see Homer walking and singing along. Oh, doot, 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 doot. I'm just, wah, ah! And he slips on the skateboard and his head gets stuck between the rails of the banister going upstairs. And he's just stuck, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. ow, ow. And Lisa's chuckling and she says, well. And Bart just says, nope, I don't feel a thing. 
And so even Lisa admits at this point, like, that's creepy, Bart. I think you really did lose your soul. But he's not laughing at Homer in pain. Uh-huh. So then we cut back to Homer, and Santa's little helper joins him. He says, good boy. And then he starts biting Homer on the butt. He goes, ow, ow, who's doing that? So Lisa kind of looks at Bart again, like, well, like, hmm? And Bart says, <laughs> Homer, right? Like, help me. Why isn't it everybody? Ah, he's in pain. Oh, poor Homer. I know. So, next it, thing we it, know. It's rather cruel that Lisa used them as an experiment like that, though. They're it's funny. Do, yeah, they're not going to do it on Marge or yeah, exactly. Maggie. The only logical choice would be Homer. So next thing we know, we're over, we see Bart heading over to Milhouse's uh, place, and he rings the doorbell. He says, hi, is Milhouse home? And uh, the mother answers the door. Yes, Mrs. Van Houten is like, he's playing in the dirt with his army men. Oh, and a white piece of paper, I believe. <laughs> and Bart just gasps, and he runs to the back of the house. Yes, and so Milhouse is there playing with his army men, saying, cover me, Sarge, I'm going after Bart's soul. And then in an accident, it's like, if the Ayatollah can't have it, no one can. And he drives a tank over the piece of paper. So apparently, uh, Milhouse is doing a little desert storm or something in the back there. You're fighting over Bart's soul. <laughs> and uh, Bart sees this, and he walks up, he's like, uh, you know, Milhouse. So Milhouse very smugly says, yes. He says, I bet you're getting tired of that soul, huh? No. <laughs> and Bart goes, suppose someone wanted to buy it from you. Like, oh, you want to buy it back, Bart? Sure. No problem. 50 bucks. <laughs> <laughs> and Bart's just like, what? Who's stupid now, huh? And he's just laughing. <laughs> Getting the better of Bart. Yes. By the way, uh, hey. his laugh is kind of dorky. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it is. But, um, hey, he's got business sense. Yeah. He did just pull over one on Bart. Yes, big time. Mm -hmm. So next thing we know, uh, we, are, we cut to Homer, who's watching a commercial on TV. And there's ragtime music playing in the back. And... We see Mo watching the Happy Family meeting. So we cut to, to the commercial he's watching. And it's Mo. He says, if you like good food, good fun, and a whole lot of crazy crap on the walls, then come down to Uncle Mo's family's feedback. And we have an announcer, right? He's like, at Mo's, we serve good old-fashioned home cooking, deep fried to perfection. And it's Mo. He has a whole tray of food. All the cutlery, the cups, everything's on there. He dumps the whole tray into the deep fryer, and it all comes out <laughs> yes. with breading on it. Uh huh. So then he takes the fried tray over to a couple. The guy breaks the top off the wine bottle. Yeah. Pops it in his mouth, and he's eating. It's <laughs> so messed up. And Mo's like, "Now that now that's Mo like it. So bring the whole family: mom, dad, kids, or no old people. They're not covered by our insurance. It's fun, and remember our guarantee." If I'm not smiling when your check is when your check comes, your meal's on me. And he smiles right into the camera, right? Uh -huh. And then we have singers, right? Come to Uncle Bo's for family fun. It's good, 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 good. <laughs> Horrible jingle. Uh-huh. And Homer goes, mmm, sounds good. Of course he does. <laughs> so then we cut to uh Marge tucking Bart into bed, right? And she's giving him a hug. And Marge knows something's wrong. She says, Bart. 
what's wrong? There's something a little off about your hug. And Bart goes, Mom, I need to tell you something. I kind of... She interrupts. She says, let me guess. The mother can always tell. So she hugs him. She says, hmm, it's not fear of nuclear war. She hugs him again. It's not swim test anxiety. It almost feels like you're missing something. Something important. Bart goes, like, I don't have a soul? She goes, oh, honey, you're not a monster. <laughs> Which doesn't make fun. That does not help at all. Mm. And so Bart falls asleep and he starts dreaming, right? And we actually see his dream. He's walking alone on this path. And all around him is all of his classmates and friends. And they're all accompanied by a translucent blue version of themselves, right? Their souls. Mm -hmm. Okay. So it's a uh, Richard's soul and the girl with green glasses. So they're pushing their real bodies on swings, mm -hmm. right? Okay. They're all saying that how they're their best friend. My soul is like a toy that never breaks. Mm -hmm. We see Lewis and his soul and another girl and her soul. They're riding a tandem bicycle. Jimbo rides on his shoulders into dolls. He's on his soul shoulders, right? Fights, yeah, yeah, having a, a chicken fight, right? Sherry and Terry are skipping rope, but their souls are actually holding the jump rope. Mm -hmm. And they actually have a song about Bart, right? Yeah. Bart sold his soul, and that's just swell. Now he's going straight to Hello Operator. Give me number nine. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good one. Uh -huh. And Bar uh, Ralph is actually seesawing with his soul, and Nelson walks up, and what does he do to Bart? And he says, he asks him, no soul, huh? I'm still behind you. And of course, Nelson's soul was behind Bart. Behind Bart, and Bart falls over. Mm -hmm. Right? And of course, they both look and say, ha-ha! <laughs> yep. <laughs> we see Martin in a... Um, in a sailor suit. Yes. And yeah, Martin in a sailor suit. And he's holding <laughs> hands with his soul as they're running to the edge of the lake where rowboats are parked. And he goes, Ahoy there, friends! Everybody find a first mate! And then his soul, uh, he turns to his soul and he says, I choose Martin! And the soul claps really, really happily. Everybody and their soul grab onto, uh, I'm sorry, not grab on. They go into the boat, they each grab an oar, and they head out onto the water. And they're going into this glowing green castle in the background. Mm -hmm. So Bart jumps in and starts rowing by himself. And then he sees his soul and Milhouse's soul ferrying Milhouse off to the island. Yeah, Milhouse is just sitting, sitting back, relaxing, yep. while both souls are doing all the work. Exactly. And Bart can only go in circles, mm -hmm. right? And he's telling everybody to wait for him. Nobody's stopping, right? Sherry and Terry, they're rowing by. Bart, it's, it's time to end this dream. And don't forget the standard scream. So he wakes up, ah! Uh-huh. And uh, next thing we know, um, Homer decides to pay Uncle Moe's family feedback a visit with the entire family. Yes. And, uh, they walk in and Marge is looking at the wall and like, an alligator with sunglasses? Ha! Now I've seen everything. So Moe walks in and says, hiya folks, welcome to Uncle Moe's. Aw, look at the cute little miners. <laughs> And Homer goes, wow, that's Mo, the guy from the ad. That's so bad. And that's... so he says, right this way, Homer, he shows him to their table. He knows my name. Oh, my God. <laughs> and so Marge is like, street signs, indoors, <laughs> whatever. Like, oh, Marge is such a square, man. She needs to get out more often. Now, to, to show you that this place is really square, 
the Flanders family is there, mm-hmm. right? And so apparently it's uh, a birthday, right? Because Ned asked his son, Rod, you order anything you want for your big 10-0? Which would be 100. Right? Yes. Uh-huh. And uh, Rod goes, $1 million birthday fries. And the waiters are, uh-oh. And a flashing siren goes off, right? Everything, there's all this noise. And Maud, you know, uh, uh, Rod's mom, right? She picks up the, th- the menu and she reads, Mo gets so excited when he ordered his million-dollar birthday fries, he has to celebrate. And so now Mo jumps out, right, with the fries and sparklers on his head. And he says, here you go. Here I am, Uncle Mo. Thank you, ma'am. This will be a treat. Uncle Mo, here I am. Why you eat? <laughs> and he leans down with the basket of fries on his head. And he says, please take the fries off my head, kid. The basket is extremely hot. <laughs> Uh, why would you do that to yourself? Uh, he's trying to make money, man. Yeah, yeah. So Mo is personally waiting on Homer's table. And Lisa says, how are the Southwestern pizza fingers? And uh, Mo's like, they're, um, and he looks at the menu, awesomely outrageous. And Marge's like, oh, these look good. Guilt-free steak fish fillets. And Mo says, nah, nah, let me level with you, Marge. That's just our name for bottom feeding suction eel. You don't want that. <laughs> Marge is like, oh. <laughs> and he says, why don't you try Mo's Hobo Chicken Chili? I'll show you the best part, the neck. And then I add secret hobo spices. And Marge decides to go all French on us. Yes. Ooh, trade bien. <laughs> and so Mo says, yeah. And at that moment, Ralph squirts Mo with a squirt gun and he laughs at him. And Mo's like, hey, what the hell are you doing, you little freak? And Ralph just starts to cry. Yeah. And was like, oh, sorry, kid. Sorry. I'm not used to the laughter of children. It cuts through me like a dentist drill. But no, no, that, that was funny. That was that was funny taking away my uh, dignity like that. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Mo. You can tell he didn't like it at all. No, he didn't. So then we cut back to the Simpsons house. Actually, no. <laughs> no, this, no, no. This, this is this still is in the restaurant. Oh, I love this part. It's still in the restaurant. And Lisa says, I would like to say Grace. <clears throat> Lord, have mercy on my soul, and mom's soul, and dad's soul, and Maggie's soul, and let every soul in Christendom... And Bart throws a fry at her. <laughs> she does that. And Marge is like, Bart! And so Bart says, I can't take this anymore! I want my soul and I want it now! And he runs out of the restaurant upset. And Homer... Says, Bart, you didn't finish your spaghetti and mole balls. Which is disgusting yes. for it. But then Homer's brain starts, silence, you fool. It can be ours. And then he, out loud while he's eating uh, his spaghetti and mole balls, run, boy, run. Run for your life, boy. That's so bad. Oh, my God. And so Bart runs all the way to Millhouse's right, place, and he's banging on the door. And he's saying, Millhouse, Millhouse. You win. I want this nightmare to end. And as he does that, a guy in what looks like a spacesuit at the time, mm-hmm. right? Like a hazmat suit. He walks out and he says, leave this place. You are in great danger. Bart goes, where's Millhouse? The one you call Millhouse is gone. And he takes off his helmet. And he says, he went to his grandma's place while we're spraying for potato bugs. By the way, I was like thinking, what the hell is a potato bug? So I Googled it. There is no potato bug, but there is a potato beetle. Really? Yes. Hmm. 
So I wonder if that's what they were referring to. Maybe. But yeah, I had never heard of potato bug before. Mm-hmm. And the, the house we see it has like that circus tent. Yeah. I haven't seen one of those in years, man. I can't remember. still do that? I, I don't think so. I remember seeing that in Breaking Bad too, but it's been a while too. Dude, I haven't, honestly, I haven't seen a house covered like that since the 90s. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't, I can't remember the last time I saw a house like yeah. that. Crazy. Mm-hmm. And so. Bart says, oh, when Milhouse left, did you notice he, if he was carrying a piece of paper? And this random guy's just like, oh, yeah, you don't forget a thing like that. Oh, my goodness. Uh, carrying around a random piece of paper is no uh, big deal. Yeah. Why would they remember? I don't know. So then we cut back to Moe's. Mm-hmm. And somebody else had ordered the million-dollar birthday fries because the siren goes off in game, right? Uh, again, and uh, Moe's very upset. So he's like, here you go. Here I am, Uncle Moe. Thank you, man. This will be a treat. Uncle Moe, here I am while you eat. And Sherry goes, yay! Now do it for Terry. It's like, what? It's your birthday too? And they both go, we're twins! twins. <laughs> Some of us, ah, here you go, here I am, eat your fries, eat them! He puts them on the table and he takes them. <laughs> and then uh, as he's walking, a kid uh, hands Mo a drawing. And he goes, here's you! Yeah. And Mo looks at the drawing of himself and he looks at it he's like oh geez you got stink lines and everything oh god and so Mo's going through the restaurant and he's giving a bill and our friend Snake is sitting at a table and Snake stops him and says oh dude you did not smile weed for free come on Shoshana let's roll <laughs> and he takes off right with his yeah. date by the way, is that a reference to Jerry, uh, not Jerry, I mean, uh, Seinfeld, his real-life girlfriend at the time in the 90s? Ooh, I don't know. I think her name was Shoshana. See, the thing is, I mean, I'm a little younger than you, so when I hear Shoshana, I think of uh, way after Inglorious Bastards. Oh. Run, Shoshana! Yes. <laughs> oh, one of the best opening scenes to a movie ever, by the way. <laughs> that is a great movie. That, as far as... It's not a historical movie, guys. No, no. But as far as that opening scene goes, it doesn't get much more real than that. Mm-mm. About how what was going on over there. Yep. Oh boy. Uh, but then uh, Mo goes, "But I sang you the potato stuffings. Come on, I sang you the potato stuffings." And Krusty notices from across the uh, restaurant. He looks at him. He's like, "Look at that guy. Look at the vein on that guy's forehead. He's gonna blow." Uh, so uh, we look back, back at Mo, and we can see his left eyelid flickering involuntarily. Mm-hmm. And the kid walks up and goes, Unky Mo? And Mo's like, what is it, sweetheart? And the kid goes, my soda is too cold. My teeth hurt. And Mo's like, oh, your teeth hurt, huh? Your teeth hurt? Well, that's too freaking bad, you hear me? I'll tell you where you can put that your freaking soda, too. And everyone gasps. And Maud covers Todd's ears, and, and Todd goes, Ow, my freaking ears! <laughs> and Maud just gasps, Ooh, let's go, dear. And Ned takes a moral stance, like, Well, I expect that type of language at Denny's, but not here. <laughs> uh, I guess Denny's has a bad rep. Well, I mean, given the viral videos lately, that wasn't Denny's, that was Waffle House, right? Yeah, it was Waffle House. <laughs> I was going to say, if you want real... Uh, you know, profanity in the middle of the night, you go to Waffle House. 
I don't know the big deal about the Waffle House, but man, they're all ratchet. Mm -hmm. They're all super ratchet. It's cheap and it's open late. Yeah. Yep. Oh, well, some people love it for some reason. You know, it means like Ultimo Taco after midnight in Brownsville. You know when I go there? <laughs> Danger awaits. Danger. <laughs> right? And so everyone's leaving. And Mo's like, oh, come on, folks. Wait, please come back. Please. I got a new offer. Whenever Uncle Mo threatens you, you get a free steak fish. <laughs> Those bottom-sucking uh, eels. Mm -hmm. And so Mo's upset. His last customer walks out the door and slams. So, yeah, pretty defeated at that point. Yep. So then we cut to Bart, who, who had stopped his, uh, his uh, bike to look at a map. He goes, okay, okay. Milhouse's grandmother lives on 257th Street, and I'm on 3rd. Oh, God. Damn. By the way, again, how big is 257th Street? Good yeah. Lord. And so he jumps out of the way as a huge street cleaner rolls by over his bike. Mm -hmm. And the bike gets spit out, but it's all shiny yep. and perfect. Uh -huh. right? And so Bart thinks that, hey, well, finally, a little luck. And as he gets on his bike, it just completely falls apart. Yep. Uh, so he's got to do this on foot now, right? Yes. So next thing we know, uh, <laughs> the street cleaner is laughing at Bart uh, as his uh, bike just falls apart. But he's not paying attention to where he's driving. Yeah. So he goes down uh, the subway station Stairs. <laughs> Not good. Not good at all. And so Bart starts jogging all the way over there, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, he gets to 181st and King Street, and there's a uh, derelict wandering around, talking to himself, right? Chief Wiggum pulls up in a squad car with Ralph riding shotgun. By the way, um, I don't know if you've noticed, but if you go to any major city, yeah, MLK streets That's tend to be the... The one where... Everything's going down? Yes. Yep. Tends to be the most ghetto street in mm -hmm. any city you go to. It's, it's, I don't know like, why. It's just the universal thing. Yeah. And it, and it it doesn't even matter where it is. No. It could be in the middle of downtown or it could be somewhere else. It's just for some reason. Who knows, man? Yeah. It's one of those unexplainable things. Anyway, so Chief Warden goes, son, you wait here while Daddy goes try tries to make some sense uh, into this raving derelict. So he goes over to the guy, he says, slow down, slow down. And the guy just keeps uh, raving about something uh, that he saw. I think it was something like Alfred Hitchcock stole yeah. his every idea he ever had. And uh, Wiggum's like, who's been stealing your thoughts? And the guy just keeps going and going. Um, something about uh, the old curiosity shop and John Gilgood and... All these references, yeah. right? So while he's doing that, Bart goes uh, up to the squad car and he opens the door and he says, hello, Ralph. And Ralph goes, ah, oh, hi, Bart. I know you from school. So Bart says, yes, a simple proposition. Ralph, how would you like to make a dollar? Um, I don't know. And Bart says, all you have to do is sign a paper that says I can have your soul. He says, I need a soul, Ralph. Any soul. Yours. And Ralph just starts to cry. And so Chief Wiggum signs the flashlight. He's like, hey, what's going on over there? And Bart hisses, right? <laughs> and he runs off. By the way, uh, did you notice uh, his his pupils? Yeah. Like how his eyes were Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were shaped like cat's eyes. <laughs> That's pretty crazy. Yes. So Bart is like the damned at this point. Mm -hmm. 
And so we cut back to uh, Moe's, right? And the regular crowd is there. And the restaurant, as it was, is now being taken apart. Right. right. And Mo goes, go on, take it all. Get it all out of here. And Barney's like, you know, Mo, you might want to keep the fire extinguishers. Nah, too many bad memories. <laughs> uh, and so Barney says, well, look at the bright side, Mo. You still got us. And Mo goes, yeah, yeah, you know what? You know that? That actually makes me feel a little better. And Homer says, why? That was the problem in the first place. You were going broke because we were your only customers. Wasn't that the problem in the first place? That you were going broke? Mo? Mo? Hey, Mo? Oh, you're thinking about all the money you blew, aren't you? Mo, Mo just kind of nods. What was it? Fifty? Sixty thousand dollars? Mo? Look, maybe it will. It would help if you went over all the mistakes you made from the beginning. Mo? And Moses like what? Let me get a pen. <laughs> How dense is Homer? Very apparently. I mean, he couldn't take the hint that Mo didn't just, want to talk about it at all. He's not in a good way, man. Uh huh. Ugh. And so we cut back to Millhouse's grandmother's house, right? This is where they're staying. Uh, Mr. and Mrs. Van Houten are sleeping on a double sofa bed, right? And uh, Millhouse uh, on a cot, mm-hmm. and Bart knocks on the door. Right? And the, the grandma wakes up. By the way, she does look a lot like Millhouse. Yeah. The grandmother. Yeah, she does. And she's like, a caller at this hour? Then he says to her son, Mr. Van Houten, right? You dial line one, and then when I say so, Dial one again. <laughs> and she goes and she opens the door. Yes, and then Bart sees uh, Milhouse and he's, he's like, Milhouse, please. And Milhouse goes, Bart, I can't play now. It's 2 a.m. And Bart says, Milhouse, I've got to have my soul back. I'll do anything you want. And Milhouse goes, uh, well. So Mr. Van Houten says, uh, Milhouse, give him back his soul. I got work tomorrow. I'm really sorry. I kind of traded your soul to the guy at the comic book store. But look, I got some cool pogs. And he shows them, he shows them to Bart. Alf pogs. Remember Alf? He's back in pog form. Uh, that is not a Thrill House movie. No. By the way, uh, do you think uh, they know what Alf is or who Alf was? Who, our kids? Yes. Them? Like, uh, no, no, our listeners. If you don't, that's uh Puppet. Alf was an alien, but that was a huge show. That show was big. Yes, it was. They even made movies about it. Mm-hmm. They even made like a made-for-TV movie. Yeah. Remember that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I remember being a kid. I was big into watching Alf. I, I totally remember watching Alf as a kid. Yeah. It was funny. Yeah, it was funny. He was trying, always trying to eat the cat. Yep. It was hilarious. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I've rewatched it, or at least clips of it recently. There were some raunchy jokes on that show, man. Yeah, you didn't catch it because you were young. No, no, but now I it's was like older and like. Ooh, well, there's yeah. a lot of shows, guys. You got away with a lot of stuff. Yes, back even SpongeBob. Then. Oh, SpongeBob gets away with a lot, but even older shows like that. Like I uh, recently restarted started watching the old Three's Company episodes. Oh, oh my goodness! <laughs> yes, that is comedy gold, by the way. Yes, by the the late great uh, John Ritter. Yes, that way. was my favorite show back in the day. It was a great show, man. Gilligan's Island's got a lot of them, too. Uh-huh. So really, really cool. But yeah, Alf. Alf was big back in the day, guys. And so, uh, oh, by the way, before we move on, isn't this, I don't know if it is, but this could be an inaccuracy in the writing. What's that? Because if they are visiting, well, here's the thing. Whose mother is this grandma? Uh, 
Wouldn't it be Mrs. Van, Mr. Van Houten? It would have to be, right? Because if it was Mrs. Van Houten's, then they would have to go to Shelbyville, wouldn't yes. they? Because she's from Shelbyville. Uh-huh. Okay. All right. That's what I was wondering there. Mm-hmm. All right. And so uh, Bart's very upset that he, his soul got traded for pogs, right? Yeah. And the grandma finally says, close that door. You're letting the heat out. <laughs> and Mr. Van Houten has just had enough, right? He's just, shut up, shut up, shut up. By the way, uh, his name is Kirk. Yes. What's the mom? Luann? Luann, I think. Is it Luann? I think it's Luann. Yeah. Am I, am I not just confusing that with Luann Platter? No, no, it's actually Luann. I think so. Mm-hmm. I think so. But do we do find out later that yeah, we do. they're actually... Uh, <laughs> yeah, when they're uh, getting divorced. Yeah, that they're actually related. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Which makes sense because she's from Shelby. <laughs> they marry attractive cousins. Yes, though. they do. <laughs> so Bart decides to sleep in a front of the comic book guy's store for that night. And in the morning, the comic book guy waddles over to the door. He says, if you are waiting for the high and lowest signing, it has been moved to the Springfield Coliseum. How big could that signing be? Oh, my God. I know, right? (laughs) So Bart goes, please, you have something of mine on a little piece of paper. He goes, oh, so you're Bart Simpson, eh? Well, since my breakfast burrito is congealing rapidly... I will be blunt. You're too late. I sold your soul last night. Bart looks really, really worried. He's like, yes, yes, I found a buyer right away for that item. Bart's like, who? I am not at liberty to divulge the party, but they were most interested in having possession of little boy's soul. And Bart starts banging his head, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and the guy says, uh, excuse me, no banging your head on the display case, please. It contains a very rare Mary Worth in which she has advised a friend to commit suicide. Thank you. <laughs> and he eats his burrito. Yes. Did anybody ever actually read Mary Worth? I know people that did back in the day, but... Wasn't it just like a soap opera? Yeah. Form? Yeah. I didn't. I never got it. Yeah. But yeah, people did read Mary Worth. Mm-hmm. And so Bart's, yeah, he's, you know, he's very dejected by this point, right? He's walking home in the rain. He enters his room and he does something that is very uncharacteristic of Bart. He kneels down beside his bed. And he starts, are you there, God? It's me, Bart Simpson. I know I've never paid much, uh, too much attention in church, but I could really use some of that good stuff now. I'm afraid. I'm afraid some weirdos got my soul and I don't know what they're doing to it. I just want it back, please. And he starts to cry. I hope you hear me. I hope you can hear me. As as he says that, a little piece of paper floats down from above. He grabs it, he hugs it, and he sees Lisa standing behind him. Mm-hmm. He's like, you bought this? And Lisa says, with the change in my piggy bank. Bart goes, there's no change in your piggy bank. Not in any of the ones you know about. <laughs> she knows her brother. Yep. And he goes, oh, Lisa, thank you. And he gets up and he kisses her. Yes. And she says, happy to do it. But you know, Bart, some philosophers believe that nobody is born with a soul, that you have to earn one. While she's going through this, Bart is just cramming the piece of paper in his mouth. And she, she keeps going through suffering and thought and prayer like you did last night. And he's like, uh-huh. And he swallows it down while licking his fingers clean. Oh, my God. And so we cut to that night and Bart is asleep in his bed with a smile on his face with Santa's little helper and the cat curled up with him in bed. So they're, they're cool with him now. And he has a dream, right? He and his soul are roaring 
rowing towards that green castle they saw. Mm -hmm. And he sees Martin nearby. And Martin's like, makes it lame, obviously. Mm -hmm. Ah, it's like putting on the Thames. Stroke, stroke. <laughs> uh, so uh, he and his, actually, Bart, Bart, and his Bart and his soul look at each other. And they steer their boat into Martin's and they cause Martin's soul to get knocked over the side. While Bart and his soul are laughing their butts off. Yeah. So all is right in the world. Yes. And we end the episode like this. Oh, man. This was an epic episode. It's a good one, man. This is a great episode. Yeah. Uh, I mean, what's not to like? So many good jokes in here. The premise itself. The premise. The subplots. Uh-huh. You know, the premise itself is great. Yes. And like, and then of course the whole subplot of Mo opening his restaurant. Uh-huh. You know. Iron butterfly. Oh my goodness. Yeah, the church scene is hilarious. That's um, one of the greatest opening scenes, I think, in the whole series, actually. In, in the whole of Simpsons Dumb? Yeah, that, that whole Iron Butterfly cover is great. And the fact that uh, Miss Fish can actually play the whole thing. She's awesome. Yes, <laughs> I got to yes. give her a lot of credit. That's not an easy song. Uh huh. And uh, a lot of the uh, churchgoers had their lighters and candles. Yeah, it was awesome. Uh -huh. That was cool. Uh, the potato bones guy. Yeah, it's funny too. <laughs> Millhouse is great in this episode. Yes. Of course. <laughs> no. Harsh. Mm -hmm. But yeah. And then, of course, uh, you know, the wholesome parts of it. You see the bond grow between Lisa and Bart again. Yes. Right? All those In things. spite of Bart's torture. Yes, yes. Their mm -hmm. bond is very, very strong still. Mm -hmm. But, uh, yeah, there's really nothing I can complain about this episode. The couch gag. The, uh, yeah, the couch gag. The Shriners is great. Um, yeah, all that's the good. The chalkboard gag was original. Great. Uh, so, on a scale of one to five, what would you give this bad boy? This is... I can understand if this is not one of the more popular episodes, but it is still, for me, a fiver all day, a five donut episode all day, just because the flow, the premise, the subplots, the character involvement, the jokes, it, the, the writing on this is just fantastic. There, there's nothing wrong. There's no boring parts. There's nowhere where it drags. Mm -hmm. You know, the jokes are all well-timed. There's just... Complete good writing on this. Yes, yes. Um, and for me too, it was a five day, five donut episode every day and twice on Sundays. It is just really, really good writing, a good uh, episode, and I don't know, it's just a great part of the Simpsons lore. And speaking of Simpsons lore, Yes, we, we actually have to kind of go on a downer here yes. for a second. Uh-huh. There's the uh, one of the guys that's worked on every single Simpsons episode think since ab it began. Think about how insane that is, everybody. Yes. Uh, Chris Ledesma, who, works for, who worked on The Simpsons, died at age 64 after working on every episode for 33 years. Too young still. Yes. Still too young. Mm -hmm. But uh, well, me and uh, old El Ray are going to go uh, drink one for the homie later. Mm -hmm. Yes, we are. Uh -huh. um, another 
obituary. One of my favorite uh, drivers uh, passed away this weekend in a snowmobile accident. That was at a man by the name of Ken Block. Um, very famous for that. Uh, you ever hear of the Hoonigans? They do all those car stunts and all that yes, stuff. Yes, yeah, that's right. his. That was his. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah, so the guy that does all the, the rally driving, Ken mm-hmm. Block, legend. But unfortunately, he uh, passed away. Passed away, man. Was it in a like a car accident? It was a snowmobile accident. Snowmobile accident. Yeah, I think what happened was he was by himself, and either it fell on him and it was there, or it fell on him and he didn't have anybody to get it off him, and he just yeah. Mm-hmm. Either way, it's horrible. How old was he? Uh, man, I think he was still in his forties to be or in his early fifties. He was on vacation with his family, I believe. Damn. Yeah. It's almost like that Jeremy Renner thing. Yeah. It's just of all the dangerous stuff that guy did in the car mm. and the snowmobile got you, man. Yeah. Like, oh, it's just sad. But yeah, so shout out to Ken Block and our Simpsons friend also. Uh-huh. Yeah, we're also glad that that football player uh, seems like he's going to be okay. Yeah, it looks like he's going to be okay. Yep. And Jeremy Renner's going to be okay. Uh-huh. So, uh, I mean, uh, it was a crazy week for that kind yeah, of stuff. It was. Man. Yeah. You don't expect to be enjoying your football game. And some guy's heart just stopped. Man, I was, and I'll be honest with you, I was in front of the TV, ready to watch that game because to me, that was like, to the greatest quarterbacks of our era, just going to go at it right now. Mm -hmm. It was Joe Burrow against Josh Allen. was like, that's must-see TV. The game started great. Everything was cool. And man, they couldn't go on after that. Mm -hmm. Can't do it. Nope, nope, nope. So, but shout out to uh, everybody with that. Glad everybody's hopefully going to be okay. Yep. Yep. Um, so anything else you'd like to mention before we sign off? Uh, we're back at work. Uh, we're, uh, you know, we'll come with the once a week consistently now. Yep. Yep. Again. And, uh, yeah. Thanks for listening guys. Indeed. Indeed. And until next time, our voir suckers.